Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back. It's Farm to the Show. Paul Janish back from his one-day scratch from the starting lineup yesterday. Came down with a stomach bug. Welcome back, Mr. Janish. Again, you know Paul, man as deep as the ocean, lover of all things Chex-Mex and crossword. And Paul came down yesterday. He was an early scratch in the lineup. Actually, he was a late scratch because I showed up. We had some some miscommunication yesterday. I showed up for our 930 show. Uh, Paul was nowhere to be found, and we finally got a hold of him. It sounded like he was dying. Um, so I feel that and then reverse, um, I'm coming down with a little sum. It's not so much here in the chest modular area. It's more in here. So I, um, uh, I apologize, uh, beforehand, if you hear me, you know, sound like, uh, you know, some type of wild beast on the other with like gurgling sounds. Um, no, man, there's a little, a good old fashioned karma. Dickie was making fun of me yesterday for not being at the top of my game and now it's biting him in the butt. I was 100%, 100%. But back from sickness, going into sickness. But you know what? That doesn't change that the Reds are in first place. Hey, how much boy? First place, man. Three and one uh, of the year, big win against the Cubs last night. It's good. Big win, big win. And we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this early when we started the show. It's you just want to see these teams going out and battling and putting together these games. And I tell you what. Last night was probably one of the first times, like there have been some instances where we put ourselves into trouble uh, opening week. One of the things that, st- that stood out to me was the defensive play. There was a number of plays that, you know, as we progress along in the season, some of these better teams are going to take advantage. They're, they're going to be able to capitalize. So that's one thing I'm going to be looking out for. Will Myers had an error that allowed uh, runner to go first to third, which potentially was uh, tying the tying run. And then uh, we had a couple of bloops where India wasn't quite uh, committed to that, that blue ball behind the first base. And that again, went to a second and third potential first and third situation scored a run, but it could have been a lot worse. Uh, and then had another ball, uh, that I thought was, I thought was misjudged in, in left field. Uh, so all of the, all of these things are gonna, you know, or, or things gonna have to look out for, because as we've seen, uh, this opening weekend, Paul, the numbers don't lie. What, what, where baseball is at is a successful weekend. The rule changes were amazing. We put together the numbers <laughs> yesterday. And one thing that stands out to me is the double or 2022. There was only 30 stolen bases on yep. uh, opening week or opening weekend. This past weekend, there were 72 bases stolen with an 83% success rate, success which rate. is wild. With that being said, when you have those errors and those base runners, it, the, the game is changing now. You're not going to be able to – when you have these some of these teams that do have the speed, that first and third becomes second and third. That first and, that first and second becomes second and third. When you when you can steal these bases, if they're, these savvy base runners understand this pitch clock after those two disengagements and they are off to the races, at 83%, that is a wild number. Uh, for success and if you've looked at a lot of the stolen bases whether it be highlights replays they're not close like the the, the throws are not close because you know there's no apprehension whether you're going to go or not it's like you're committed to going and you're getting you're getting a big jump 
And so it's one thing where it's completely regulating the game here. And that's something that they're going to have to watch out for. And all of these teams, uh, maybe not so much Pittsburgh with Santana, Kutch maybe could steal a couple bases, but that's going to work in his favor this year. But putting people in motion, uh, it's going to be really interesting. I don't think there's going to be that room of error to just, you know, get people on second, third, and just sit back and, and, and wait for them to hit a home run. You know, these they're going to have these small hits in the four and, four and six hole or back with no shift. And so we're going to have to tighten up that outfield play. Uh, but yesterday was a great game because that showed a, a completely uh, a, a new – a new uh, new part of depth with uh, some of these young players coming in high leverage situations. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was good all all around. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, what you're saying is 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 highlighting the small things that are going to be coming more into the more into the picture. Just like you're talking about the stolen bases example, but defense is going to become more of a priority. I think we knew that going in. You take away the shift, you take away um, some of those kinds of things, like the athlete in the middle in the middle of the field is going to come back into play, right? We know that going in, it's going to, you know, I, I was watching a Braves game the other day and Acuna was on, on first base. They throw over twice and they know that they can't throw over again. And he actually confirmed with the umpire to make sure like, Hey, he can't throw over again. Right. And then now he's got a, a huge lead lean and lean and lean. And here we go. And to your point, like you can't throw that guy out. You, you yeah. just can't, I don't care who you are. So, um, that being said, flipping back to the weekend, it, it was fun to see. Uh, we were referencing the game against the Cubs last night. One of the things that I noticed that I think is 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 good to see, you know, you have Vossler hits the big homer in whatever the sixth or seventh inning, whatever it was, um, to take the lead. What what I see there is is a team that's you know they they give the they give it to the Cubs in terms of the the Cubs take the lead in the middle of the game. And, and the Reds punch right back, right? And so they take the lead. And then to your point, the, the bullpen over the weekend was really good. Alexis Diaz threw good um, both of the times that he was out there. I think the starting pitching was overall good. I think that everybody will be will be excited as those guys get stretched out and become a little bit more efficient so that they can get a little deeper into the game, hopefully, to take a little bit of the burden off of the bullpen. But overall, a bunch of good things. I think at the end of the day, if you're looking after four games and you're three and one, you got to feel pretty good about it. Yeah, San Martin coming into the seventh inning, getting two huge outs, you know, throwing strikes, but also wipeout slider. I mean, these mm-hmm. things are, you know, the, these these young guys being able to put, be put into these situations and having that stuff to, uh, to you know, to shut to shut them to shut these teams down. It's um, is all around, you know, seven to six. Obviously, we wouldn't, you know, they don't want to give up six runs, but I think in the manner in which they did it it's a, it's a really encouraging side where, where the team is be able to, to completely, to come back, to fight as you saw, as you saw, go down, come back, punch back, but just keep making plays. You know, they got away with one, you know, what potentially ended the game, which would have been, would have been a double if we're honest. So, I mean, if you look at the absolute laser that was hit down the line late in the game right. with, with first and second, like that changes the game. That's a, that's a two run double right there. You know, we're going into the bottom of the ninth down by one. So, yeah, but he caught it, but he caught it, but he caught it. So, <laughs> uh, but he caught it. And, uh, you know, with the emphasis on base running, uh, Jonathan India had a couple had a couple uh, um, instances Homer. this weekend going to four. Yeah. Homer's first and third ball off the end of the, off the, end of the glove going second home. Like the, that's the type of stuff that's going to keep this team in, in games this year. So, all around, uh, very encouraging. One question I do have is last week we talked about opening week, the excitement, the grandeur of, of Cincinnati opening day, you know, the parade, 
It's the oldest team in baseball, and the picture circulating was just the um, the mass of the. Paul, right. have you have you been to the new? Um, have you seen the new entertainment area at Great American Ballpark? I haven't been up there. No, have not. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. We're it's get phenomenal. the summer though. I think. That's right. It's phenomenal. So they have, you know, all the streets, restaurants, team stores. So right where we used to, right around the corner from where our team, our player parking was, there's a whole alley. It's, it's a great area. And I, I, you know, I think they, that was, it was so long overdue. And I think it was a, it was a big addition around uh, for all-star game, but opening day, like that place was completely packed shoulder to shoulder, you know, sellout crowd, everybody's coming out, but my question to Reds fans is what's it going to take to get people back in the ballpark on a regular basis? Cause you're looking at like, okay, it's a Monday game against the Cubs, you know, uh, you know, division rival you're in first place. And it looked like a T it looked like playing in August when the team is 12, 12 games down. Right. So my question is, and we had discussed this is what, what do you, what do you think that's attributed to? And this is a question for Reds fans and feel free to comment uh, in, in, on a, on the YouTube comments or whatever, but I'm, I'm super curious. Baseball's fresh. It's new. The Reds are first in, for or, or in first place, but a Monday night game, Monday night night game. And it looks like it's, you know, it, it's, it's half dead. It's half empty again. So I understand that there's been some tensions with ownership. If this is something where it's just like the opening day, the opening, the height of opening day is kind of is, is often in gone has kind of dissipated, or it's a, a, uh, well, I guess, or is it a I, thing I will, the ownership and the tensions between ownership and the team? I will say like on opening day, I think they broke an attendance record on actual opening day it was, yeah, 44,063 new great American ball, ballpark record. But what you're implying, I totally understand. And I think the answer is you got to win a few games, man. Like I think that the expectation, whether we like it or not, maybe isn't, isn't right quite there yet with the fan base and they're, they're uh, kind of playing hard to get a little bit. And so we got to, we got to get the Rojos to win some games. And then though, I think I feel comfortable saying, you know, if it's, if it's June, if it's July and we're, you know, a little bit closer towards the top of the division at that point in time, you'll start to see some people in the stands coming out in droves, hopefully. Okay. So you're on the, you're on a June, you're on a June timeline. That's, that's the cutoff to be like, all right, this is a, is a proven, this is a proven product. So you're telling me we got a chance in June. That's right. That's, That's when right. people are coming back. Summer's out, Cincinnati, no cold weather. Okay, I'll give I'll I'll give you that. Yeah, I think I think with the weather warming up too, it'll that, that'll play a factor for sure. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, hey, I got something for you. So over the weekend, obviously the going back to some of those starting pitchers, I thought Ashcraft threw great. Lodolo had a rough start the first inning and ended up getting through five innings, pitched really well, had a bunch of swing and miss, but um. One of the one of the highlights for me was Hunter Green touching 105 miles an hour. That's a uh, pretty tremendous feat, I, I, in my opinion. What do you think? I mean, it's yeah, it's incredible. I uh, I you look around the league and we we talked about where the game is these days and and the the frequency in which you guys we see our players throwing 100 miles per hour, and it's why it's wild. I mean, you have you know two guys on every team that are throwing. 100 but that's like you know 98 99 100 is is an exceptional feat no doubt but 105 is is absurd like you look at like uh you look at the cardinals they have Hes or helsley and uh aaron uh 
Hicks. Jordan, Jordan, Hicks. Jordan, Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks both throw 102 plus. You got two guys coming out of the bullpen that throw 102 with movement, but 105. It's like you think that it's just it's a it's a just another notch up. And I always knew that Hunter had a hundred. You know, we we know he has a hundred. He was among the top uh, in the league as far as hardest pitches thrown. I believe he was. He might have been number one or not number two. I think it could have been him or in Santa Alcantara percentage of hundred mile per hour pitches thrown. Set the record last year for most pitch most hundred mile per hour pitches thrown. In a single start, but yesterday, 105. It's crazy, and I'm not sure how that happens. Obviously, Chapman, 105.8 against uh, back in, I believe it was 2011. Mm. I don't know where you need a fact check, but regardless, 105.8 is 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 wild. Uh, but 105, no doubt, an extraordinary feat. We all know he throws hard, but that, yeah, where that 105 comes from, uh, from a from a sports performance standpoint i'm so curious as to like how one pitch just makes that jump yeah no, it, it, it all that to say it's it's exciting because it's the type of arm that is unique like we've talked about and hopefully as the season unfolds number one the biggest priority is health but number two is is that seasoning that we're talking about and getting efficient with a lot of those pitches so that you know you can utilize that farther into the game and over the course of the season get as many outs as you can get with the guy who obviously has that unique stuff you know or is Great American Ballpark radar juiced up? Oh, it could be hot for sure, dude. It, it's there's there's no two ways about it. But I think uh, a lot of that stuff's all track, man. And um, at this point, I think it's the Statcast stuff is hard to to fake. Hard to deny. I think, but cons- you sound like a conspiracy theorist to me. Yeah, I think. Well, that was that was my argument yesterday. What I want went on. We talked about. It, we briefly touched on it. And at this day. You know, with the analytics and the, the the technology, there's no there's no two ways around it. It's not like back in the early 2000s when playoffs hit and everybody's suddenly throwing 97, 98, and they've been sitting at like 92 to 94 all year, and then you know it's just the TV stations bumping up the gun to make it look, sure. you know, baseball's more exciting and everybody's amped up. No, but that's a legit 105. And the best part about it, I shot um, uh, Andrew McCutcheon a, a text the other day, and his response uh, to seeing the hardest, the two hardest pitches in baseball history at 105.8 against Chapman, and I believe it was 2011, and to 105.3 against Hunter Green, and his his response was just baseball is just so much fun sometimes. And <laughs> I just I don't blame him. He's probably going into the final year of 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 his career, maybe, and uh, you know it's just it's not getting easy any easier. You know, he said it's just like, you know, I might be getting out at the right time. These guys. Yeah, right. And it's more frequent. It's not just the it's not just the 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 you know, the phenomenon of Chapman. I mean, these guys, you look at Gatterall in the Dodgers game the other day, he's throwing one on one with with 12, you know, 12 inches of of, of movement. Uh, the the guys from the Cardinals, Classe, it's, you know, the closing, the, the stuff that's coming out of the bullpen and the guys are starting. It's uh, it's truly inc- incredible uh, where these guys are at right now. With that being said, the rule changes worked. I don't know what our prediction was. I think we're just kind of taking it step by step. But I want to get back into those numbers. Two thirty. So I, I do have one. After you finish, I have a qualm with the rule change. But go ahead. Okay, here we go. So the numbers: 230, 2000, 2022 opening weekend batting average: two thirty. 2023, 243. 
Granted, that is probably due to a lot of the singles that opened up because of the shift, little four hole, sure. little six hole. Great. That's awesome. But that makes way for the next part, which is having more base runners. And with more base runners, more opportunity to seal bases. Where I did that 72 bases, 83% success rate. Awesome. But at the end of the day, the best part, the runs didn't change. They were still scoring. There were still guys weren't rattled on base percentage, which means guys are settling into the box. They're not panicking. They're not chasing pitches. It was uh, significantly on base percentage was significantly higher as well, which is a great sign. And again, back to everybody freaking out, the criticism, the purists, the cynics, the pitch clock violations, 0.8. That is less than one violation per game. And we're going to see that continue to taper off. My prediction yesterday is that we'll come back in May and it'll be 0.4 as more and more more guys continue to get, to get used to it. And granted, there are probably some, some, you know, unconventional circumstances for, for many of those pitches, whether it was like tying a shoe or dropping the ball or, you know, take too long with the rock, whatever. Um, So we'll see that play out, but all around, Big win for Major League Baseball. Average game time, two hours and 34 minutes compared to three hours and eight minutes in 2022. It's awesome. It's so great. Huge win. Yeah, huge win. Huge win. Now, if we just get Major League Baseball to stop using the word swagger and sounding like a 50-year-old man going to a high school, like a high school dance, be like, hey, what's up, guys? What's the hip dance to do? As soon as we can stop that, yeah, we'll be all good. But if they, if I see one more commercial with Swagger trying to get these young kids back into baseball, I'm gonna gonna lose you it. You need to get. It sounds like you need to write a strongly worded letter, bud. Is what you need to do. <sighs> I have but, Rob's address. Hey, hey, one one qualm. Okay, so the Mets game, Pete Alonso's on first base. He's, he's, I think it's like a McNeil. I believe was at the plate. I don't know if he was stealing or if it was a foul ball and he, he ran or whatever the case was. It was. I'm pretty sure he was stealing. Anyway, he took his time getting back to first base, okay, to the point that the home plate umpire actually called a strike on the batter. Oh. And I I was I was having some trouble with this. I'm like, I, I hadn't seen this happen yet. Buck Showalter comes out, obviously, and asks for the expl- explanation. Um, they were less than satisfied and ended up not being a huge deal. McNeil gets a base it up the middle. They score a run and it, it wasn't a huge deal, but it was a unique circumstance where the, the base runner that was at first base is, runs to second on a foul ball is now having to go back to first base. According to the home plate umpire did not get back to first base in the appropriate amount of time calls a strike on the hitter. Now I'm sorry, bro, but if I'm at the plate and you take your time getting back to first and I get a strike on me, I'm not real fired up about it. No, absolutely, absolutely not. And I think that's uh, like you said, that's one of those unique circumstances that we saw early in spring training, where guy, you know, wants a new ball and he got he got penalized for asking for a new ball. And the fact of the matter is, like, that's going to come down to umpire judgment to sure. control those situations to give the proper time to you know all you know all the players that are you know in that are in order there. But that's going to be one of those things where. It's not necessarily going to be about the, the the true violation. It's going to be about how the umpire perceives right. the, t- the the t- the construct of time. Okay, Reese Hopkins, last year when he got knocked down during the playoffs and ends up hitting the home run right after. When you get buzzed in the tower, like that's going to be something that you're going to have to sh- shake off. Or even looking at McCutcheon almost getting smoked by 105.8. If you ever see that highlight, 
like that. I mean, that's a terrifying thing. You're not just going to jump right back in the box. You got to have at least some time. Hey, take your time, you know, come back, you know, helmet comes off. It's going to be up to the umpire. Okay. Let's hold, let him get comfortably back to the base. I'm not saying you have to sprint back because it's just not, it's just not necessary. Foul ball, get back to the bag. So again, that's going to be a judgment call that the umpires are going to have to, you know, continue to, to work out. So again, extraordinary circumstance and uh you know we'll, we'll see what happens from there yep yep um so hey, for me the quick recap on some of the position player stuff Vossler obviously a couple he's been off to a good start here this weekend offensively come up with some big hits homer um the steer over at third base is off to a good start playing good defense swinging the bat well India is doing what I think that they they need him to do early in the season the one thing to, to highlight is uh, the Barrero kid coming out of the game with the hamstring injury. Newman plugs right in, you know, gives him solid defense, couple couple good at bats. You know, I think his versatility early in the season is is, is being showcased, which is good. Um, but overall, the and, and Tyler Stevenson swinging the bat good off, off off to a good start. So I think those are some of the on the position player side some of the good things that in in accordance kind of with the defensive side of stuff that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah. Stevenson, you know, and they were really good swings. Um, a lot of the hits, I mean, there were some, there were some pitches and down, you know, down and away slider. It was just really imp- the pitches that he were hitting were tough pitches. So that shows that he's at a he's in a good place right now. But the fact that Newman coming in, hitting that big home run, um, showing some pop, it shows versatility um, and depth into that bench. And I think that's that's an ex- that's an exciting piece. And that's you know what you ask. It's unfortunately. Ibrera goes down so early in the season, not what you want to see, but you do want to see what's, you know, how we re- how the bench is going to respond and how the team is going to be able to plug and play uh, throughout the rest of the season. For sure. Yep. No, I think overall it was a, it was a good, a good start to this or is a good start to the season. Excited to see what the rest of the week holds. The, the one other thing over the weekend last night, watching that game, you got Barry Larkin on the telecast. They, uh, the unveiling of Barry Larkin way up there uh, outside the ballpark is pretty cool. Well-deserved. Do you know which street it was? I don't. It's Barry Larkin way. Well, I mean, there's four streets surrounding, surrounding yeah. the stadium. I'm just, I was I'm, curious as to which one sure. it was. Is it one by the museum? Is it one uh, right in front of uh, the home plate entrance? Cause I I'm, also feel I'm like not... it determines like which one they want to give you. Like, is it the main way not to take away from any, you know, from Barry, but like how prominent is the street? Is it just like the little alleyway we return to go into the right, player parking? Right. It's like Chick Hearn Lane here. Chick Hearn Lane is is literally like the boulevard, the big street right in front of Staples Center, and you know that's kind of putting you at the yeah. the, the tippy yeah. top. But let's I'm not let's, sure, but what I do know is that Barry was a tremendous player and has since been been a tremendous ambassador for the game of baseball. So having the opportunity to get to know him was was pretty cool and. Um, uh, I'm, I'm excited for him and it's cool to see that he's still still doing some things to help push the game forward no he's doing tremendous work in the community especially around youth baseball and uh you know getting underserved youth out it's something that i think we were both involved in um the res community program and yep. the their baseball league and it's something that i was really uh involved in when i had my hand and wrist surgery in, in 2010 and to see that up up close and to see barry barry has taken that to the next level understanding not just the the position that the Reds have in these organizations and franchises to impact their community, but also to bring baseball, uh, you know, baseball back to, back to the masses uh, where as you've experienced being a, 
you know, travel ball dad is, you know, that is, that's, uh, that is of, of concern is, is some of these kids that really do love the game and being essentially don't have the same access and getting priced out of the game where they're not being able to, to be on a travel team. So that's a, uh, it's, it's awesome to see. For sure. For sure. So are we still, are we still rolling? 26? Are we shutting yeah. out? What do you got? I don't know what else. I don't know what else to go. What, what do you got? No, man. Uh, like I said, I, I, th- I think it's a good time to be a Reds fan. First place. Young, young guys are playing good. Um, we, the one thing we failed to mention was uh, our former teammate Joey Votto hit a homer in his first appearance uh, on the that's, rehab assignment. That's right. Um, I talked to Joey last week briefly, uh, just trying to get his rehab schedule. And then he pops up the next day, hit an absolute bomb. I couldn't tell where they where exactly they were. I think they were but, in Nashville. That's right. Um, super encouraging. It's nice to see that Joey is staying with the with the same upright stance. I know for the last couple of years, you could see him kind of go back and forth, but coming in with a plan, being in that super aggressive upright stance, uh, you know, not not a tremendous run around the bases. He looked a little uh, shuffly r- r- robotic, and uh, I think he was just trying to get around as fast as possible to take it to the house. But um, really, like the swing looks great, looks confident, and that's those are the things that you're looking to accomplish. Yeah. when you're when you're on rehab no doubt no doubt hopefully um like with a couple of guys, those guys that we've mentioned joey and Sindel in particular hopefully they are um on demand and back sooner than later uh and if anybody has some uh remedies for a stuffy nose please drop those mm-hmm. in the comment <laughs> as well because i'm not sure if it's getting worse or better but uh I could definitely, it's, I could hear it in my headphones. I wonder if I sound as stuffy to nah. everybody out there as I do in my head, or maybe nah. my mind is playing tricks on me. Yeah. You're just, uh, you're, you're, do- you're domed out as they say, I, you, you sound right. fine, Dick. You don't worry. Okay, good. There's a lot of pressure. You know, I got the camera on me and I know this is, this is going out to the public and I feel like I'm about to suffocate. So again, thanks for, hopping on with us this morning paul Yanish, chris dickerson this is farm of the show we'll be checking back in with you next week but we're yeah. going to leave here with the reds at first place they're going to continue this uh this this series against the cubbies and who do they have after it's a good question i need to look i'm not sure well until then We'll see you. Go drop us a comment. Check us out on YouTube. Go subscribe and like our podcast, Farm of the Show, streaming now on all platforms. Once again, Farm of the Show. We are out, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.